What is happening, party people? This is Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a two-hour conversation. Get at us at Talking During Movies on Instagram and go ahead and reach out on email at TalkingDuringMoviesPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email me about the moment of the movie that I forgot to mention because I don't know who you are, I would like you to take your fist and get really angry and squeeze it tight and just think about all the moments I missed of that film where I was, you know what, and I missed your favorite part, I missed your favorite quote, squeeze tighter, get get angry, start squeezing, now punch yourself in the face because I don't know who you are, all right, we're not friends, I don't know who you are, all right, this is my show, you don't have to listen, I got I got 20 new listeners in Saudi Arabia who are, who are debating whether they bring Al-Qaeda in or whether they listen to this podcast. And right now, guess what? I, I, I'm winning. I'm beating Al-Qaeda, all right? It's like me and special forces beating Al-Qaeda in Saudi Arabia. This is what we do, okay? This is, this is how we operate. And the fact that you fuckos out there are just like, I can't believe you missed my favorite quote. Well, I'm trying to beat terrorism, all right? That's what I'm trying to do, all right? Now, on the podcast today... I got an ATL and an ATL wife. And you know what that is, once again, do your homework. Go ahead and hit that Google button, you know, a little Chrome extension, and just type in ATO and fraternity and figure out what's going on in America. Because I'll tell you what's been going on with the ATOs for over 100 years. There's been sodomy, and there's there's been beer drinking, and there's been other things happening with all of those people going to the FBI. All right, and maybe more. We don't know. But Trey and Becky are joining me, my dear friends, my neighbors. We are doing old school. Trey, go ahead and hit that one time. We're at a second in. All right, we got, I, got the, I got the kid fishing. He's throwing his line in, trying to figure out how he's going to get this animation right. And as we do that, uh, Becky, Trey, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. Hey, I'm going to say that uh, the sodomy part, I don't understand because that hasn't happened in 100 years. <laughs> I'm glad it's taken 100 years to get rid of sodomy. That's good. Becky, how are you? I'm great. Yeah. Becky, uh, Becky is the reluctant uh, third party on this. Uh, and, and God bless her for, for doing this. This is, um, this is as I was doing the intro, I'm watching Becky's face. She's like, nope, nope, not going to put my name to this. No, 100% no on this one. Nope, nope, I'm going to pass on this one too. Here we go. She's doing this under protest. She's doing this under protest, 100%. I'm doing this out of love. 
So now, Trey, we're doing, this is the movie you chose. Now, why did you choose this movie? Well, because I think every grown man wants to go back to his college days and actually be part of a fraternity. I mean, I was during, you know, during our college days, I was in a fraternity. It was a great life. And I just look at these guys and go, gosh, I wish I could live that again. Now, what, now what, what, first of all, what, for those of us, and, and not, I mean, not all of my listeners, especially my friends in Saudi Arabia, right? They're not, they're not big fraternity kids. They should be. They should. <laughs> what is it? Hey, what hey, makes a fraternity special? The whole world special? would be a lot better place if they were fraternity guys. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to go with some dirty mattresses and ladies are going to have a hard <laughs> pause on that one. Okay. <laughs> hard pause. No, seriously. So what, what makes, and listen, fraternities in the last 20 years have kind of, after Porky's, fraternities kind of got shit on a little bit, right? Well, and that wasn't a fraternity, I understand. No, that was high school. But what makes a fraternity special? What is it that, that, that does it that makes it special? I would tell you that the thing is, is that you all, in one situation, you're all kind of going through college. You're all new to, you know, being out and about by yourself. And you get the, a bunch of guys together. We're about, you know, a brotherhood. But at the same time, we're doing you know, partying and learning, you know, about ourselves and, and learning, you know, how to be men. And so that was a big thing that we kind of all went through in college. It was just a great time. I mean, Becky, the way he pronounced masturbation is so unique. <laughs> Again, has learning, happened in a hundred learning, learning, <laughs> learning about us being men. Learning about us just, you know, touching and feeling. There's no masturbation in fraternity. Listen, the Axe body spray is just going everywhere. That was pre-Axe body spray. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. Now, Trey, uh, we, we, we talked about this earlier today, and we're at the scene where we're kicking off the movie. He's yeah, got an M16. You yeah. have clear, you have TSA pre-check. Yeah. You this have, is, I, you have, I so donate my organs. Day. The guy comes through, and it, it always happens to me. I got, you know, everything is set. And yet <laughs> I am the guy that they pull over to the side and say, hey, we need to check your stuff. And I'm like, Why? There's all these other people that look a lot more guilty than me. They're over here. Look at them. Why am I being pulled aside? I'm, I'm walking past Trey with tabs of acid and mushrooms in my bag going, hey, why are you getting fingered? I thought you were TSA pre. He goes, I am. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. He's like, what'd you pay for? He's like, I paid $100 for two years of of getting fingered by people. I'm like, it's he goes, what did you, he goes, what did you pay for? I'm like, I waited 10 more minutes and no one touched my butt. It is a totally rigged system. It's <laughs> those guys who got beat up in high school and college that are now running TSA and I have to get pulled over because they say, hey, you deserve it now. So I am just not a part of this and it's just not right. It's just not right. <laughs> if fraternities took over TSA, what would it look like? It would be Functioning very well with it. <laughs> there'd be a few guys drinking and a couple guys. There'd, there'd be, you know, there'd be a lot more drunk someplace. pilots. A lot more drunk pilots. <laughs> yeah, but much more efficient. And, you know, there'd probably be some people we don't want on the planes. But that's all about, you know, we, we accepted everybody. Would you say more drunk people on the planes, less bitchy people in line? Like if, 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 if fraternities ran TSA and there's a soccer mom fresh out of Applebee's, who just returned her riblets for the ninth time only to catch her flight. And she's like, listen, Jack. And they're like, no, nah, sorry, you're going to miss your flight. Like, I believe, I believe, I in my mind, fraternities are, as soon as they hear, listen, Jack, 
or or hey, you know what, buddy? They're like, you know what? I've stopped listening all of a sudden. You're 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 no longer allowed on this flight. As long as they're fun, they're on the flight. <laughs> That's about this is you know this movie is so true because it's all about having fun. It's all about meeting people, and I'm telling you right now. But hold on, hold on, hard, hold about, on, hard pause. It's all about having fun. It's His wife pause. is trying to have the most fun possible, and he's not down for having that kind of fun. She doesn't understand it. She's trying to kill as well. She's trying to kill as well. Yeah. <laughs> Becky, if Trey was like after how many years they have been married? How many years? Sixteen. No, I'm the no, guy. Wait. wait. And I know how long we've been married and she doesn't. <laughs> That's fraternities no, teach you. No, no. They teach you those they teach you those numbers. She's gonna come back to sixteen in a second and then she's gonna be very embarrassed. Seventeen, 17 is coming I, up. I, I'm not good at math. But you teach math, which is amazing. English, sir. Right. So, <laughs> so it basically comes down to single plus tray equals sixteen. <laughs> which is seventeen years of marriage. Yes, right. It's sixteen years. Oh my god, she just came to it. <laughs> <laughs> 16 or 17? No, 17 is next year. It'll 17. be 17 next year. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> guys, so, I'm so, so, right so, now, I, this is the opposite from everything that ever happens. It is a good scene, by the way, because we're coming up on that scene where they're getting married. and Where the wedding's coming up. But before the wedding comes up, I really want to touch on this real quick. It's a big thing in Austin. We have a couple of big companies, and their CEOs are very open, open marriage people. They're like, hey, sharing is caring, and... I mean, even one of the guys, one of this like love talk show, he's like, yeah, I had to buy condoms for my wife's lover, and I didn't know whether to buy Magnum or not, and I bought Magnum, and those are the ones he used, and <laughs> now I'm buying sp- Magnums for your wife's lover, <laughs> you've got a bigger problem. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, you are not messing up. <laughs> you are doomed. You might have five more years left you, in your marriage because you, Magnums you, are going to kill your marriage. Did you get the Virginia Slims? No, I got the Magnums. Oh, well. Okay. Honey, uh, my lover likes to smoke. Did you get Virginia Slims or cigars? I only bought him cigars. I thought he liked Virginia really big Slims. things. <laughs> Virginia they make, they Slims. They make those? Yeah, I think so. sweets. <laughs> Becky, 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 we're nine minutes in and you're already regretting every choice you've made. I'm sorry, I just saw Leah Remini and I completely forgot she was in this movie. They also hate Scientologists. Uh oh. Um, Becky, where are you on an open marriage? (laughs) Where are you on an open marriage? (laughs) Well, hon, let me just tell you. No, please. Good for me. It's not good for you. You're not a sharer. Totally. How, Be- Becky? How how is it? How is it that you you've raised two kids and talked about the the importance and and the willingness and really the doctrine of sharing and that you won't share yourself? Well, some things are meant to be shared and some things are meant to be kept <laughs> to yourself. And those things that are really precious, you keep to yourself and don't share with other people. She just hit me with her foot. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, like, I like how Trey and Seb going, yep, that's kind of how no, I feel. I he, goes, totally he, goes, agree. he goes, no, I just got kicked by Becky. No, I agree. Right, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> by the way, way to get on point for this podcast and only this podcast. <laughs> good, for, good for you guys. <laughs> good for you guys. That's how you go 16 years, not, you know. This uh the Dan band. Oh, that guy's the awesome. Dan band. I've seen him live. I love him. Uh 
Can I, I want to, uh, Becky, this is where the, the reason why I wanted to bring you, bring you on. Okay. And then you can run away after this. But seriously, you look at this wedding and the, 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 it's never, by the way, there's never a wedding story where the father of the groom is like, oh, I hope it's going to be okay. Like there's never that, right? It's always, it's a, they're always worried about the bride. And I've met your dad and your dad's an amazing man. But I'm wondering like in the world of weddings, were your parents nervous about you marrying Trey? Or were they excited about you marrying Trey? Or were they, just, were they, where were they at? Like how did, how did that, and also then in that, like you're, I mean, listen, you guys are rock stars at 16 years, going on 17 years. There are people who are like, oh, I mean, I've done 16 months. I really feel like we've given it our best. It's time to go. <laughs> you guys have been working hard and, 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 and working it together. And I'm, I'm, I want to know about that first day, like the stress and also the love and, and, and Mine was different, right? So my, my my mind was I was alone with a woman in Thailand, and there's there's no I don't have to please anyone. Right. In fact, all, all I had to do was just like pay someone to put food on the beach, and I was like, "No, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> you guys had a different wedding, so talk Absolutely. talk about that. Once she gives her her version <laughs> of this, ask you that same damn question. No, it's it's a two-sided question. So I want Becky to go first. I want Trey to go second. So Becky, what was the stress and what was the love like? Like, did you, I maybe this is a better question for you, Becky. What made the wedding best for you? Was it the wedding day or was it maybe two weeks later when you woke up one morning, you rolled over, you saw that guy that's an ATO and you're like, I'll forgive him for that, but I still love him. But you rolled over and all of a sudden, like, was it a moment that grabbed you or or was it the wedding from the jump, even with all the stress and everything that was happening that 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 pushed it forward? Well, the wedding was super stressful. I mean, trying to plan everything, my parents weren't here, that sort of thing. Um, but the moment that was like When you're like, that's my man. Okay, so trade can I tell the letter story? Tell the leather story. You don't, wait, wait, did you, you don't, tell the leather you story? You don't start out with saying, can you tell me the leather story? The whole point is, you should say, can I tell the story? Because the leather is really small when it comes to I'm not saying small as in like physically. I'm just saying it's a small part of the story. So you don't just say it's a leather story. I'm sorry. You, I, I, I love with that. And then I'm thinking, oh my God. No, now you got to say it. These are the rules of the podcast. Now you oh have to say it. We have two hours. So, Becky, we're, we we're 12 minutes this in. Because this is only two hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> Get after the leather story, Becky. Come oh on. Gosh. All right. So, Trey said that he always wanted to wear leather at his wedding. And so, he bought this hat. And I was like, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He bought his dream is to wear leather at a wedding. Yes. And he could have gone dice clay, right. fingerless yes. gloves. Okay. So that's what so that's exactly. So dice clay was during the time. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, no, I know. This is the most. This is the the, the worst thing you can wear at a wedding. It is just not going to work. So dice clay comes up. And, you know what? Oh, that you know, tux is just not me. But the, when you're looking at the, this uh, this leather, I thought, oh, that is so wrong and so right for my wedding. So go ahead, Dave. All right. So he wore this hat to the wedding. And for the reason, no, like, no, after, no, no, back up because I told you I was going to get a leather tux. I thought, first of all, first of all, I thought, I thought and, Becky was and, telling and, the story and, 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 and then you were going to tell another story. put the kibosh on the leather tux. Well, it was 103 degrees 
that day. Doesn't matter. It was going to be cool. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I think Becky's thinking hot, more of your, I think Becky's cool thinking more of of just hot inside. <laughs> and I'm with her on this. I'm like, nah, you know, maybe I might, I might maybe we do a, a hard bit. pass on the full leather tux. <laughs> maybe we do fingerless gloves and and I don't know a Lone Ranger kind of thing where we're covering oh, your yes. eyes. Maybe. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> now we're getting Lone listen, Ranger. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already discussed. Based on marital parameters, it's going to be a Lone Ranger, sir. Okay? There's not going to be a a whole set of cowboys running through. Okay? There's going to be a Lone Ranger. She says, oh, my Lanta, all the time. It drives me crazy. Because nobody says that. My students do. Oh no! Oh, your teacher oh. at a local high school. Hey, I've got an idea. I uh, there's 12 countries. There's all 50 states. If you say on my Atlanta, for sure, email us at talkingrooms at gmail dot com. You email me your oh my Atlanta moment. I'm excited to see it. Guess what I'm seeing in my inbox. Zeros. Oh, by the way, we, uh, we have to take a little bit of pause here because this is one of the best scenes, the, the earmuffs thing coming up. What do you want to see? What, you don't have to pause. What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm just let's talking go. about as far as the conversation. Is, no, no, no. Because don't. This, just go. Trey, okay, Trey, so, Trey. All right, the whole so, point of this is you go. So, so go. this is so wrong because he's carrying this baby around, this baby Bjorn or whatever it is. And they're trying to come up with this fraternity idea. And, you know, the one guy just goes crazy. Obviously, you know, crank the tank. He, he doesn't understand, and this guy's like, hey, dude, I got this kid right here. And he earmuffs him right then and there so that he can actually, like, just go off on his, you know, but do you not? But do you not think more importantly that maybe Frank the Tank needs the kid, and uh, I don't know, our friend who runs Speaker City doesn't need the kid? Only, Frank- only, because, only because of this. First of all, is this Becky? Does this remind you of you the of Trey's first bike? <laughs> so, so here, here's Trey, the thing, Becky. Becky, you're like, I mean, I'm 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 gonna try to be on, and Trey's just waiting for a Miller Lite, and you're like, got some iced tea, and I understand your motorcycle, bicycle. Which one is it? It's a motorcycle. It's well, we both have two It has a motor straight. underneath. It, well, some, some, some people call my legs a motor, okay? But anyways, is there anything you'd like over here? Did you do that? Were you, were you this? Look at those. Those pants are not... Yeah. So, so here, here's... Which pants? Pants? Becky, which pants are more offensive to you? The bright red pants and it's not Christmas or the pants with no belt? You talking about his pants? His and hers. Her pants bother me more than his pants. Thank you very much, Becky. Now okay. we're on the same page again. Okay. All right, Trey, go ahead. All right, I'm going to say that Frank, <laughs> Frank the Tank, I was calling. He is every. He's every guy. This is the movie. That is the This whole movie is about that guy because he is has he has a miserable marriage. He wants to find how he to has react. a miserable marriage. Two days in, Trey. It's not like it, it took him 15 years to figure out how fucked he was from Jump Street. He's has a miserable marriage from day two. Well, I, I, but he doesn't know he's miserable. I'm gonna tell he's just—he's so lucky. He's getting laid. He's just like, this is amazing. I can't believe she brought me iced tea, even though I, I just want a beer. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I think that most guys go through this after they get married, right? Mm-hmm. The first year, I believe that she is the wife is trying to turn 
the husband into her dad. And so, what? Yep, it happens. I'm t- no, the long pauses are bad <laughs> on podcasts. So. I'm just telling you that this is this is a negotiating year because he is, you know, she, she goes and says, "Hey, hold, this is a- hold, hold on, hold on, hold on." You can't glance over this, and then I want Becky to chime in after oh she God. hears this. What do you mean by the negotiating year? Okay, like, so I should have to, to put it you know, when Harry met Sally on. This Jesus is the Christ. big fighting year in marriage because basically what happens is is that she goes this and that, and you should do this and that, and you go, hey. You knew me before we got married. You knew the type of guy I'm going to be. This is what's going on. And I think this whole movie is about exactly that, that, that situation. Becky, what do you... Here, here, by the way, from the lady who heard, who heard after 16, almost 17 years going, nah, I think it'll be this way. So the Jason, first year, the first year, there's no kids. There's just you and him. Oh, and intimacy is um, I'm just curious how much do you agree with this or how much of this is a seven, a man almost 17 years deep in marriage where he's just broken you down enough to be like you know I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll take this one for the team okay, well, crack I'm it open on the mic yeah, I'm going to answer your question Please. with a question okay I'm sorry I have to do that Year one of your marriage. Yep. Would you have been like, you know what? I'm going to Sixth Street every Friday night because that's what I've always done. Yes. I mean, me. <laughs> I, did, I'm I did a lot. I did a year. lot of drugs that year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a seventy-five percent yes to that one. Sorry. Okay. So knowing your wife, you know, I know way I know her. <laughs> yeah, now, which is why I'm, I'm broken. You, which year is year one that would not. Happen. I'm letting you know, uh, in year one, um, she would come out with me till like 7, 30, 8. And then she's like, I'm so tired. And I was like, have you met Uber? She's like, what's Uber? And I'm like, hold on. This guy's going to take you home. How's this that different? Be because you're still, we, we drink out in front of my lawn and, and, front of your, <laughs> and she still does the same thing today. So how is this any different? She, but she starts early, or she gets no, early. She she starts at five and ends at five thirty. She's like, I'm a powerhouse. She was dancing out here. She's like, I slammed those two uh, glasses of wine, and now I'm going to bed. No, sorry, I'm going to take a bath, and then I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed with the child. She's like, by the way, have you done this? I'm like, I do it five days out of the week while you're traveling. It's fine. I I've done it. It's it's good. Snoop Dogg is awesome. It's, I've done it. Snoop Dogg is awesome. Uh, Becky, have you done a beer bong before? Have you done one? Does that not remind you of, of a neighbor? Of the, does that remind you of a neighborhood boy we might know that lives right across the street? Like, does that just? I mean, if we're not buying this for Ryan, saying your son in twenty years. That's totally gonna be his face. When I picked him up from school this week, he comes up to me, goes, "Miss Becky, I have a crush on this girl, and her name's blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because, but I also like this girl and this girl and this. Hey, hey, big dick bandit. I've got an idea. Your dad's already got that base covered. All right? We got Captain Tinderloins over here as well, okay? Listen, all right? I've got an idea. Keeping your pants for a couple of years. All right? It's not Butte, Montana. Yeah, Randy little bastard. We're talking about Ryan right now? Yeah, well, I didn't want to bring him up because I don't know. But yeah, he's our neighbor. 
He's got a handsome little kid who's evidently horny as the dickens. It's amazing. <laughs> Trey, well, Trey, Trey. Here he comes. He's naked. He's grabbing the mic. It's like, hey, we're going to go to the quad. Hey, hey you. So do you see the guy? You see, hold on. Do you see the guy? Do you see the guy in the green, the green jacket that was up there? Right, green jacket, green hat. That's Don the Magic Wand. Green for the money. Gold for the honeys. I went to the honeycomb and we smoked out. His walls are sticky from all the booze. I'm just telling you that Frank the Tank is every guy. Wanting no, to go back that's, to life. Not, no, that's not me. Back, I don't want to do that. Right Look, at, turn the music up. Trey, how many times have you streaked, ran naked? Today? Or no, just, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, Trey, come on. Now, how, long is, how many times has this been you? With green uh, shoes. Okay, are we talking in narrow my, butt my, my whole life? Yeah, let's just go college. Uh, three? Three more than me. Good for you. You're actually streaked? Becky, well, if the Becky, hold on. If this is you, you're driving down the road, and he's been drinking with me. Shocker. Um, and you guys are like, hey, where should we go? You're like, I don't know. Maybe someplace with a nice salad and, uh, and a white wine spritzer. That'd be great. Hey, uh, there's Leah Remy, your girl. FYI, hate Scientology. So this old school is a fuck you to Scientologists. As they will remember when there was just regular religions. Here he's running down the street, completely naked. Who's yeah, this asshole? He thinks people are following him right now. <laughs> I love that the girls are like, "Who's this asshole?" And his wife leads the chant, "Who's this asshole?" So I know that ass. Hold on, wait a second. <laughs> he's like, he's like giving all kinds of stuff. He's running down, right down the middle. Uh, <laughs> Becky, up, honey? Becky, you would still be right like, hey, honey, what's up? Do you pick? Do you pick Trey up? If you got a car full of girls, do you pick Trey up. Oh, she's done that a couple of times. <laughs> I was six months pregnant and had to go pick him up on well, six. We years. only have two kids, so it has to only be twice. Twice. I can't remember. Can we talk about how how small, how amazingly small Will Ferrell's butt is, and also? How small... He goes in ass first. That's I know, great. he goes in ass first, which is great. <laughs> How small then, his nipples are? He's this, got really this, tiny nipples. This is the best around. line. He goes, hey, can we go to KFC? <laughs> 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 you want to go to After drinking all night long, his wife picks him up and the loaded girl's here and he goes, hey, let's go to KFC. <laughs> Once again, Becky, I'm, I'm going to ask the question because you didn't answer it. If Trey's running down the street naked and you've got a car full of school teachers with you, do you pick him up? Yeah, we're going to bought Waterburger, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Becky, I would, I would pick him up because I'd be so embarrassed for him. I'm like, get your ass in the car. Because she she's not a fast driver, so I'd be like running right behind her. <laughs> Becky, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Waterburger. Trey, Trey, have you ever had one of these moments where you've woken up? I mean, I I know you two were virgins when you met, and that's great. But mm -hmm. let's say there was a there's an alternate Trey personality out there. We're talking, and he wakes we're up, talking college Trey now, right? College Trey. And college Trey wakes up with a 17-year-old, not an 18-year-old. No, I'm thinking more of like the nerves. Like I'm just saying like maybe you, you woke up and you're like, oh, be, be 20. She's like, I'm 19. You're like, oh, I, I that's close that, enough. I, I would say that now we know she's a high school girl. He doesn't know that. Yeah. But the... I would say that there's some fraternity guys I know that have done that. I, some guys I know very well that have done that. Not knowing how old they were, and they woke up the next morning next to somebody who they thought was in college. 
the fact that I was in college, and they're like, nah, I'm late for school. And you're like, I'm yeah. sorry, what well, school? Know, like, that, yeah. You know, modern day, yeah, Most high. of our parties were on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Yeah, the Sunday. Thursday night parties are the dangerous ones. Because that's the one where she's like, my dad doesn't know I've been gone. And we're like, from your other college? No. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're, uh, when everybody's at a party, you're not carding people. You're just trying to hit on girls. And I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean, no, 100%, right? It's, it's, it is a, uh, it's a terrifying, oh, I love this. He is, what happened to that, that world? 20 years ago, car stereo, Trey, 20 years ago, we're in your house. These little bitch ass speakers aren't going to work, right? We got a whole wall of, what happened to the speaker world? What happened to Speaker City in your car, in your home, in your motorhome, outside? I, I got fake rock speakers. I got two of them outside. Speaker City's not going to have that bullshit going to happen. You're going to have a rock wall. This was the good old base. I, I would tell you when you have. Oh, just yeah, I do have just just shaking your your blinds downstairs. I have I have, I have my I guess my post college speakers still upstairs. You know. I would tell you, speakers are awesome. The bigger, the better. You know? And, and this is the day where, you know, it was... It, I, I miss this because you had a major bass. It was great. You know? Now everything's hidden and all that kind of stuff. But I would tell you that this is... Uh, Becky, how okay. do you feel about noises? I'm not going to call them sound. I'm going to noises for you. I'm just going to... For you, I'm calling them noises. How do you feel about noises? Extra bass? Treble? Bass, hello, can I, you I, go? I, I, I'll tell you, I, I like if there's bass, then I can hear it. But when I can hear it pulling in the driveway, that's when it's too much. And very often when Trey's home on the weekends by himself, I come home and he's just jamming. And I can hear him. What, what, what is he jamming? I'm curious. I don't so, want him to answer. So, no, no, I don't want him to answer, Becky. What do you hear? Like... When you're hearing bass, hello, can you go? Death Row, it's no. a criminal. No. No rap? What's the one no song rap. you hate when I turn it up really loud? It's one of those Death Leopard. Yes, I, exactly. I knew it. Pour some sugar on me. Oh my the God. beginning of that, you put it up all the way. It is set to 100. You set it for 70, and it rocks the house. And I've done that a couple times when she's asleep <laughs> because she won't wake up. You're like, hey, Becky, I just want to let you know. When I do this, it's going to get sticky. <laughs> she comes out. Jason, she comes out mad. She goes, I mean, she's just, looking. How's the hair? Is it just. Becky, by the way, you guys don't know. We've talked about this earlier off podcast. Becky has this amazing, beautiful, curly hair, which I want to see go full afro. But she continues to braid down. She's like, I just, I don't, I want to champion. I don't want to champion my spirit. I want to tie it down just a little bit. I want to scare the kids. I don't know what they would do. They're already not allowed to be in the same room with peanut butter. What happened if my hair walked in? I should braid it down when it's wet and just tie it down like the little slave curls that they are. And I say, let them go free, Becky. Jeez. They're little college students trying to spread their wings. Imagine how much more hair the ball people would have if you would let your hair just be free for a moment. But instead... Ball people have free hair? No, they don't. But Becky's got free hair. They could run over there. I have hair for days. 
Pluck it up. Becky. How did you talk about her? What was the question? Well, it was more about kids. Oh. Okay. And freedom. <laughs> and freedom. Back in the day. And deans. Back in the day. And special. But more, let's 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 switch to the movie real quick. Because I, I do, I, in the tree of trust, with the white cotton panties, um, have you guys done counseling? Yeah. You don't mind me asking? Yeah. Do you, did, did it work? No. <laughs> you know why she says it didn't work? Because. I like, I'm like, did, I like, I like this. I was like, did it work? So, so the K starts to bit the K barely. Is. Trey, we're going to go back and we're going to read this. The K goes, and she's like, no. Like, I can't do this switch fast enough in my mouth. Rebecca's like, did I hear the K hit? Was it was was the word work? And I'm assuming the K had a question mark attached to it because you got to be fucking kidding me if it didn't. It did, right? Okay, I just want to make sure because when that with a comes, I'm going to be like, no. I'm going to be a cheetah on this answer. I'm going to come at this and be like, what are you talking about, you little bitch gazelle with your three legs trying to run around and be like, I'm special. You're not special. You're lunch. You know, so yeah, so 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 counseling didn't work. Well, but still, it actually worked for me because. So what happened was we went to counseling, and she was hoping this guy would like unload on me, and I just like said, "Man, this, this, and that," and that it completely backfired, and it became her problem. I like, I really like this guy. Yeah, I like it. I like. I like. It's like he understands me. I was like, I like. I like. Keep it on my life. I like how Trey Trey's like. You know what made counseling better for me. Was when it all became her problem. <laughs> all right. And by the way, I know counseling is like a highway of us just passing by, wondering where we can connect and what rest stop we'll be at. And I've stopped every rest stop I can where I found the off ramp that said oh, Becky's problem. And I just stayed there and I peed and I peed and I had a couple of Snickers bars. And I want to tell you, when it's her problem, I agree. Let's stop here and let's take a look and let's find out what's going on. And the fact that this old fuck that's our counselor can't figure out Becky with a Y or Becky with a Y, not my problem as much as my solution of on the off ramp of Becky's got a problem and I don't. Woo! <laughs> Is that the, the counseling session that you remember, Becky? Very similar. We learned, <laughs> you know, we learned a lot. We learned a I lot. Like, I like that Becky goes. We learned a lot by talking about it afterwards. It wasn't the counselor. Look at all these guys. Oh, oh my gosh. So hold on. So hold on. So hold on. part of it. So hold on. More importantly, and Becky, you hit on this, and I, I'm going to go grab a beer. So I want you to, I want you to talk about this, and I want Trey to talk about this because I think this is very important. Because hey, we, have, we have, we have, we have oh, two married. Hold on. We have two married people in this film. We have another guy who's probably going to get married. We have a guy that's going to go through a divorce. And, um, you know, you and I'll, I'll say this real quick. The both of you have, um, you've been very instrumental. You've been amazing in uh, not only um, me as a person and just being able to come over here and hang out and do stuff, but you've been very uh, instrumental in the fact that my wife and I are together. You've got, you guys have grabbed each one of us off to the side, sometimes alone, sometimes together, and talked about, about the importance of marriage and, and, and what it means and what it means to fight through something. Like, 
the value of fighting through something. You, I joke about the marriage counseling thing, but the reality is, and you know, when you've got a, a group full of kids, they're up there going, I might want to join the fraternity. It's, it's not, it's not unsymbiotic to bring up this topic. And I, I bring it up uh, perfect timing because I'm a great host. Uh, but seriously, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you guys are, are influential, not with us, and I don't know how many other people, but also in this neighborhood of just being the couple that knows give and take, that, that knows it, that lives it and knows it, and, and also knows the value of neighbors. I mean, we started sharing as neighbors, Jay, Brian, you, myself, when you guys started sharing as neighbors. I mean, you're, you're very influential. So I bring all that up because you've helped my marriage tremendously. I, I, and so in this, you know, open-ended kind of vague, go ahead and talk while Jay grabs a beer, but it's, it, and, and no one laughs but instead they kind of grab they they turn their their little car radio up because traffic's loud they go what i don't know what it is but i know but i know this marriage no it's not marriage it's what makes it work no it's confidence in each other like anyone can make something work but to look at someone and go, no, I have confidence in this person, no matter what. That's the thing that no one knows. You can make a marriage work 10 ways a Tuesday, and it can be bullshit every day of the week. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. However, yeah. the confidence you two have in one another on your weakest days is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's going to be a Hallmark card, so don't try to mark it. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean that. So talk, if you guys can just translate all that into that, because at the end of this day is, I don't care whether you're single or married or anything else, this is the nugget you put. These, these, this is one of the nuggets you pull. I mean, there's nuggets you pull for this podcast. One's laughter. Two is mind your business. Three is what my guests have to say. And this is one of those things. So now I'm going to bear a beer and you guys fucking talk. <laughs> you know, what, what makes us work? Is that what you're asking, Messi? God, Trey, I was halfway to getting a beer. You no. It, yourself with him. Sometimes he doesn't listen very well. It, it is that, but it's also, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the nostalgia moment of, almost 17 years of working where it's the give and take. Everyone knows how to make something work from their point of view. 17 years says, you know how to make something work from her point of view, from his point of view. That's different. How do you know when to give Becky first, ladies always first, and how do you know when to take and then pass it on to Trey? Okay, when you go get a beer, get me one too. No. <laughs> okay, so give and take. Given and taken. Like some people say that a marriage is 50-50 and I have to disagree. There are some times where Trey is 80 and I'm 20 because something's happened and I don't know how I'm going to get through it and Trey's the person I lean on to get that done. 
we've been through so much together in our relationship, whether it's outside forces battling our own issues, what have you, that we kind of learn what, how much we can give and how much we need to take just based on the situation at hand. Sometimes I, I give more than Trey does. It just, it depends on where we are in our own journey. Right? Am I wrong, Trey? No, I, I think it's right. I think basically what it comes down to is, is that, uh, you know, we're, you always have good days and you have bad days and you have to listen to the other person. And, you know, but, you know I think the, the biggest thing that I think that has made our marriage work is laughter. Trying to make each other laugh. You try to make me laugh. Try to make you laugh. You know, there's always going to be a situation where life isn't perfect, but, you know, I really do believe, and, you know, this is one of my favorite movies here, and this is one of my favorite scenes here, where they throw the bricks off the side here, but I really do think that to have a, a marriage, you always have to try to figure out a way to make the other person laugh. If you can't make the other person laugh, it's just boring, and you got to be able to do that. Obviously, there's love and take and... And, and give and all that stuff that you got to do. But, I mean, I'm just telling you that, you know, I just think that the secret to marriage is to make the other person laugh as much as possible. Well, I, I think that, that that kind of happened just very early on in our Get it close. I knew what? No, Trey, microphone. Go open beer. Get it close. Oh, yeah. Let me open again? Yeah, yeah, Hey, Becky, real quick. Okay. Yeah. Because you said something. I, I hate to interrupt. But um, you said it's not 50-50. No. It could be ninety nine one. I mean, I mean, it's never happened with us. But I'm telling you that sometimes it could be that way. I'm, I'm sure. No, no, no. I just, I just want you to elaborate on that because I think people think, well, wait, I made breakfast on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday. Now I really feel like this is this calendar is getting out of control. And you're like, or is it about you and how you want to feel reciprocated, or is it about and I'm going to you, Becky, because you brought this up. Mm-hmm. Or is it about love? Like, you know what? I love this person. Like, I, you know what? I put in one, they put in 99, and maybe the one in 99 was offset to where it might have offended you. And then sometimes you put 99 in, and they put one in, and that offended them. And then sometimes you put 50 50 in, and it offended. But most importantly, and I think this goes back to the overall construct of old school, which is relationships matter, but understanding the relationship to know how to play matters most. Mm. Yeah. What do you, when, when you, when you, when, when you've given 99 and the world goes, yeah, all right, well, still, don't fucking care. Where is the moment? And I, I think this is a crucial for, for, for a lot of young married people out there, especially the people in Saudi Arabia who don't believe that women are above property. Uh, no offense, Saudi Arabia. Listen, I love you guys. Listen, I think you're great. Thanks for listening. If you get 10,000 more and then write a big check, train will fly out and we'll do a whole live podcast in front of you. Our wives won't be there for you to kidnap. 
Is there winter time in, in Saudi there's, Arabia? There's got to be winter time in Saudi Arabia, right? It can't be 100 million degrees. Yeah. But Becky, more importantly, I mean, seriously, you brought up the juxtaposed of where everyone thinks something should be. When it's unfair to you, or, I mean, not so, like, not have like. Have there been times where it's been unfair to me? No, it's, 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 it's not, I mean, listen, we know the, we know the perception, the, the validation, whatever, whatever word you want to use, it feels unfair to you. My, my, my question is not that it happens because it happens with every relationship with every person. My question is, is like, how do you run forward to the man you love when you feel a 99-1 ratio and you're the one? Ah, okay, I see what you're getting at. Okay. Yeah. So because I want people to hear this and go drop what they're doing. They could be somewhere to have to drive. They could be across the kitchen and just let shit burn and just run to their person because I think it's important. So Trey has there have been times where Trey's had to get me through stuff. He's given more than I give. Okay. But on those moments where I gave more, where I feel like I've, I've given 99 and he's given one, I have to hang on to that one moment, or it could be any moment, but the moment, something that made me love him the most, that one thing, and I just hold on to that for dear life. And now, eventually it shifts. Now, Trey, in the times where you feel you've given 99 and she's given one, what... In the, in the same caliber of things, right? Where, where you're like, where you want, you might want to grab your frat guys. Yeah. If they only saw you giving First 99, you give one. Let's just time out. This is never called a frat. You never call it a frat <laughs> because you don't call a country a cut. And it comes down. <laughs> so it is always a fraternity. A fraternity. You have to know that's the, the 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 first thing about a fraternity is you never call it a frat. It's okay. Never been called a frat ever. You might well, I mean, I, I've called that, and I have right, 300 right, listeners today. Right. So, but well, back to your question, I, I would tell you that you know, <laughs> marriage is never a scorecard. So it comes down to like 99-1, whatever it's going to be. You you can't always you can't let's say okay, I'm winning so far because I've got the most percentages. And that's of one of the things that the counselor said to us is that you can't make marriage a pissing contest. Well, See, yeah, because you girls can't, you you girls can't pee standing up. It's unfair. <laughs> Becky learned a lot. <laughs> Becky, <laughs> Becky, you learned real quick. <laughs> we want to make it a pissing contest because... I'm, I'm just telling you that it, it's... Okay? It's, I mean, it's Captain Tenderloin over here, he's going to pee farther than you, Becky. How dare you? You're a little sprinkler. He's shooting streams 10, 12 feet down the road. <laughs> He's not, gonna, he's not gonna deny that. What else? <laughs> like, if you can see, like, see the non verbal like, going on right Jason, now. Jason, I was trying to I don't know what happens with Becky in ten years. The busket hitter or something. You let this podcast live, all right? You spend your last dime making sure this podcast, for whatever reason, hears the masks. Okay? Alright, anyways, back to you, Trey. So go ahead. <laughs> I was tell you that you know, you know, marriage is tough. As we're watching this movie, where he, he's where teaching all the wives how to do a blowjob, it's and like, he, <laughs> and she's got balls next to her neck. <laughs> this is what I love. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, 
I don't like blowjobs. I like balls next to my neck, but I just don't. You know, I like them hitting the cheeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it comes down to... I, I think we should get back to the movie because this is getting too deep for the most part. But... <laughs> you say deep. Oh, you're... So, Trey, yeah, Becky's never, watching the uh, shirt going I'll be not, my, my neighbor, my neighbor's never listened to this podcast. He's like, let's get... Can we get back to something like yeah. lighter, like Andy Dick blowing people? This would be a great transition. <laughs> nice. Not the one I was talking about. <laughs> Her so, friend so, in the red is doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Sorry, but seriously. Um, so Christina P. I'll, I'll put this back on this. Christina P. Uh, Tom Segura's wife, Bill's traveling stand-up comics. She is famous for uh, for her proclamation of like, listen, I get it. Men need things, and I'm here for them. I uh, I give my husband a blowjob once a quarter. <laughs> Trey's like Trey, Trey. The microphone does not pick up your head movement, which is What's just a corner? so so aggressive. <laughs> wow. No, go ahead, Trey. Please. Talk. No. <laughs> this is when I'm the one, and she's the ninety-nine. <laughs> I mean, I'm a once. Listen, I look at them, and you know, I I, I have two standards of living, which is one is like once a week. Thanks. This has been fantastic. I appreciate the offer. And then two is like uh, what Jeff Dye says. I'll just steal Jeff Dye's because I don't. I can't be more original than what this great comic says. It's like, oh, you're in your period. I love blowjob week. Like this. <laughs> these are the worlds. These are the worlds I live in. Where she's like, she's like, oh, I'm a period. I'm like. Well, are you home? She's like, I'm in Dallas. I'm like, oh, I hate Dallas during blowjob week. Like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> then she comes home and I'm like, whoa, wait, are you to work on your schedule to just blow out a blowjob week? This is horrible. <laughs> she, shadow dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish there was a better burn. Than, I wish there was a better burn in my life where it's like, I miss out on blowjob week and I call my wife shadow dancer. Like that's my best burn. Becky, that's a horrible burn. Let's be honest. Well. I mean, it really is. You know, makes just, me think of you know, just like I'm, I'm by the way, in this whole thing, if you watch, I'm either the clown or the dumbo going, no. Shadow Dancer is a horrible way to re- oh, yeah. re- represent this. Well, I like the clown smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. Yeah, he, he's really clowning. There's Craig Kilborn. Yep. It was uh, not on television anymore. Nope. Now, wasn't he the original guy on the. Uh, uh, yes, he was. What was that? The, 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 uh, not the Daily, Daily Show, Show, but it was, it was yeah, the was. thing that Tosh did. No, uh, the Daily Show. Yeah. The day show. No, before... Uh, oh, there's people yelling. There's people on driving. Like, oh, I did this for my blood pressure to bring it down. <laughs> and they're so mad. So I'm going to call the guy from... Um, okay. So, uh, you, you, Blue. The character Blue. Blue. So you have, you have you know, a Will Ferrell's you, character... You, by Frank the way, real quick, hold on. Do you think Roger thinks that Jay is our Blue? No. With his, with when Jay turned sixty-two, Roger said, "Congratulations." 
Becky, <laughs> Becky's already beat me in the butt. She's like, I, as soon as I said, is, is this our blue? Becky starts laughing going, he's going, he's going down the 62 road. So for those this that don't know what we're talking about, Jay, Jay is one of our neighbors around here. He's an older gentleman, been here, you know, for a very long time. Great guy. We've made him one of our We love boys. him. But, you know, no, he's not our blue. He's not our blue. Roger might be our Do you think Roger thinks he's our blue? Roger might be our blue. Jesus. That's dark. That's <laughs> fucked up. I will not let appropriate that. So, yeah. So, this, you know, let's get back to the... the, the oh, please. By the way, if you want to bring this back to the movie, there are some people jerking off right now yeah. going, please bring it back to the movie. So, the whole thing is, that, obviously, this is about guys that are, like, after college trying to get back into a fraternity and all these guys are starting to be these pledges and having to do these awful jobs at this party you know we have one guy that's out there pretending to be a mouse we have another guy that's trying to be whatever and so they're all trying to to you know fit in somehow and so again we go to the marriage and everything here but yeah he's becky guy, becky and all of this uh, there yes. you go. Well, no. i mean obviously she's a she's a professional this young lady yes She's a professional actress. Yeah. Well, also, she's playing a professional. Let's just go with her role of playing a professional. And she's like, oh, you're cute, but you're in a fraternity. Becky, at what age, as a as a young woman, are you like, I don't, uh, I'm not dating fraternity boys. Is it uh, 19 or 20? Well, she's still married to a fraternity boy. What are you talking about? <laughs> there is no difference between 16 years ago and right now. Oh, oh, oh Becky. In fact, I, our Becky, neighborhood here Becky, is a Becky, fraternity. Becky, can you, it has become your fraternity. Becky, can yes. you tell me all the ways that you've changed Trey throughout the years? I'm just curious. Well, you know, something you brought up earlier about fraternities and how, you know, the first year of marriage, it was you, Trey, that said the first year of marriage is like, what did you say, trial year? The trial year, the hard yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? You got to let yeah, her know. You have to, it's a negotiating year. You have to I've let her trying, know. I've been trying to think of how many years in a row after we got married. He, the, I think it was probably the first year we got married. There were like 10 fraternity brothers that you had come down to stay in our house. And I was chauffeuring them days. around. There was one guy that was so he was passed out in the back of the car, and I was trying to get him inside. It was like ninety eight degrees outside, and I didn't want to die in the car. Was it one of the Jonas Brothers? Ninety eight degrees. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but this guy woke up swinging, and I told I came inside and yelled at Trey and said, "Go get your friend. He's he's gonna hit me." But well, who's sleeping? Those guys were all over the house. I mean, there were guys basically sleeping in a hallway because I was there was not enough room for everybody. I was taking them to Whataburger. They are hanging outside the car saying I'm spicy and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Becky, Becky, oh how, what, what is the difference between that and then quite honestly, let's be honest, the swing boat, the big win minus horrible food when Trey walks into a fully loaded was it Buffalo Wild Wings? Where, where did we go to? <laughs> And he's like, he's like, there's no one sitting here. She's like, there could be. He's like, until there are, well, sit down. Mind so, your business. So the, the rule is you walk into a bar restaurant, right? <laughs> no, do tell. The, the I'm going to get a beer, so you the tell. The seats around the bar are first come, first serve. We walk in, sit down at a bar. 
and she yells at me for sitting down when that's known everywhere around the country. And so my point was, she said, hey, you've got to wait in line. I go, for what? We're not sitting down normal place. We're sitting in the bar. And she made us get up out of this place, go back out there, and wait in line. And I was, my point was, hey, there's nobody in line. You're waiting for somebody who doesn't exist. And so I got irritated because there's rules in this country. And one is, if I want to sit at the effing bar right now because it's open, it is my right to sit there and drink a beer and actually get served. But no, she completely (laughs) breaks the rules and she makes us get off of our seat and go back in the line. I look behind me, look, look around me. There is nobody here, but somebody has to wait. So we have to wait nine minutes because that's the rule. Nine minutes so that we can sit down when there's nobody behind us. And where do we sit? She should be fired. At the bar. Sorry, everybody. That's what I let you know. There's rules. There's rules. There's rules in this country. (laughs) And one of those rules are, FYI, you do not turn your Christmas lights on the day after Thanksgiving. And then call Trey about seating at Buffalo Wings. Okay, because he's Anywhere. got rules. This, this could have been at, like, the, the pancake house. <laughs> if there's nobody waiting around, I get to go to the bar. No, sorry, there's no no bar at the pancake house, but, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They're waiting to be a bar at pancake house. They're serving wine and Denny's now? I think they're serving yeah, they serve wine and, they serve beer at wine and Denny's. I got drunk at Denny's before. I love it. I've been drunk at Denny's. I've never got no, drunk at No, I got at drunk Denny's. at Denny's. I have, I have, there's three spots I want to get drunk at, Trey. A, Denny's. Check. Got it done. Good for you, champ. That's what I try to do. B, Applebee's. Want to get fucked up at Applebee's and just like, do a parade. And then that's, C. That's where you can streak across around the bar. You got a little bar in the middle. No, and no, 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 no. you can do four laps naked, you won. Let me tell you. The the creme de la creme, the thing, the party central. If you want to do what you've got to do, there's nothing else. You light it up, you party it up, and you get fucked up at a cheesecake factory. Bananas. <laughs> Hang on, champ. Let's go to the cheesecake factory. For what? I don't know. Craziness. I don't like the cheesecake factory because it's really not a factory. It's a cheesecake there. I don't see cheesecakes being made. It's not no. It's no conveyor belt. There's nothing. This the the. It's so misleading. You it's can't run call by yourself Germans. a factory if there's no conveyor belt. You're a cheesecake restaurant. You're not a factory. You don't think so? Carry on. No. Nope. nope. Becky. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because we just got the eye. <laughs> hey, I spy. I offered to get you on the podcast. You said no, no, no. So, why don't you piece some cues? <laughs> back to your cage. Go back to your cage. All right, listen, Sam doesn't show up for people to put their eyeballs out. So, hey, this is back in the day, right when they're talking about the grades and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. so this this really does go on. I think that there's a, right, an so anti-fraternity thing that goes on in a lot of colleges where they hate. They don't understand fraternities. And so you have some people that are anti-fraternities, and they try to make it about, hey, you know, grades, whatever. I mean, obviously we're all there to, you know, to to be 
students, but fraternities are about relationship more than anything else. So this is a pretty you know, believable situation where that dean is trying to make sure that everybody is like, you know, I'm not going to be there. Trey, um, what do you think when uh, when you Google uh, fraternity and uh, the algorithm, the, the secondary, like the algorithm, you're typing in like Google, I will complete me. And you type in fraternity and it goes equals unplanned pregnancy. Well, <laughs> most fraternity men don't get pregnant. So I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I, mean, I don't know where you're going with this. I mean, no, I just want to make sense. that and said no, 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 no. that would have been a whole different situation. I just wanted to make something up and see where you'd go with it. I thought that would be fun. Becky, not that I would make anything up in this podcast. Because that would be a wrong... I wouldn't be a good journalist to them. Where do you fit on the sweater over the shirt? Oh my gosh, I always hated that. And I'll tell you why. Talk to me, Goose. I... Well, I have a rather large chest. I have a large chest. And the sweater over the shirt. Maybe is this why you water. have uh, lotion and um, and uh, uh, hand tissues? Yes. <laughs> yes. She's trying to be serious, so she does. Yes. I have a large chest. I have a large. <laughs> In case you're wondering, and just so you're wondering, yes. I got a large chest. <laughs> So, Trey drives up I-35 every other month. He's in a uh, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Never. If you, if you like large chests and maybe you want to kill my hunt, I'm just saying, could happen. So, you're in a... So you have, you, so you offer, have a large chest. So you have a large chest. I'm sorry, I distracted you. Large no, no, no. So, you, have, so you have a large what, chest. What are we talking about again? She's got a large <laughs> chest, and she's got she's got teen boys. Uh, wondering what she's going to do, jumping jacks. No, she's a teacher. You, you she's can't say she has teenage boys. That's she's a right. teacher of teenage boys. And teacher of teenage boys. Although technically, I probably could have teenage boys, but I don't. But anyway, so yes. Becky. Yes. So in all of this. Yes. Don't remember the question, Becky? Make I have no idea. Where were we going with this? She had a big yeah, chest. That's all I said. I like the sweater over the shirt. Yes. Okay, so I, did, I don't because I have a large chest and I can't wear it. I can't pull it off. That's Why can't you, uh, so? So, me. are you talking about when you say over the uh, the 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 sweatshirt? Are you talking about like where they? I'm not. The, she the, said no, the, not me. Talk no, to no, her. No, but I know the arms. The arms of the the sweater over the shirt, or like they're wearing a. Oh, the, you're talking about like the the preppy look with the. Yeah, are you, are you talking about the preppy look? Or are you talking no, about, no, I'm talking about what was on the TV. No, he's talking oh. about what, yeah, okay. the movie. No, no, okay. Trey, speaking no. of the television and what's happening right now, uh, question for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Becky's got. If big you no no, <laughs> we get it. Becky's got big boobs. We're gonna what? do. We're gonna do. Listen, okay. there's a podcast. There's gonna be a podcast offshoot. Like my boob shirt. We're just gonna 100 go back to Becky. She can spin it where she wants to. Uh, no, more importantly, Trey. Tra- tra- seriously, um, in the world you work in, in the fun you have, and everything that's going on. It seems like from the outside looking in, 
it's this. It's a little bit of chaos. It's a little bit of fun. Trey, more importantly, you're just, you're flying. You're just, you're just, you're, you're, your little ass is just checking things and doing stuff. And there's women with see-through tops, yeah. wrestling, and KY jelly. Not anymore. They have shirts off now. Well, okay. okay. You don't want the, you don't want the chafing. But, but, but Trey, as, as a guy who entertains for a living, what what do you say to people? I mean, seriously. I mean, what do you... Stop looking at the boobs, Trey. I can't. I can't. God bless Trey. It's it's like saying, They're the don't tiniest breathe. nipples in the world. They're the most unrealistic like, nipples in the bo- world. If there's boobs out there, you say, don't look at them. It's like... Hey, you might as well tell me not to breathe. Hertel, seriously, in your travels, like, what do you do? Man, I mean, seriously, what in all of your travels and everywhere you go and all the things that you do, what do you... How do you stay grounded when you come back home and you've you've had great wine, great meals, great everything? How do you stay grounded? You come back home and it's... Your wife and your asshole neighbor, that'd be me, uh, standing in your driveway going, Hey, welcome home, champ. So glad you drove your car in. <laughs> that's that's oh, you, okay. by the way. That's that's, no, that's 100% that's me. No, that's 100% me. I love the voice. Go ahead. You love the voice? No, this is my shitty voice. No, because... so, so I think I understand your, your question here. Yeah. I would tell you that my, real, my, my business life is not real life, and that really what keeps me grounded is my personal life. Coming back here... You know, it's it, it brings me back to normal. And, you know, I mean, you guys too, because obviously I think this goes with pretty much most people. Their jobs are very stressful. You got you try to do your best for everything you're doing there. And you come back and you go, gosh, I just want to come back and be normal. And I know that, you know, you know what I mean? Like Thursday, I'm like, hey, are we having beers? On the, are, are we going to have <laughs> I'm beers like, at I'm, I'm in town. Because I am ready to go. Because it has been... Business, business, business. I just want to get back to family and friends. And that's really, really what grounds me is family and friends in our neighborhood. Because otherwise, all you're doing is working and, and you're so absorbed in everyday life. My job, you know, I, I travel Monday and come back on Thursdays usually, right? So I am business most of the time. And getting grounded is really you guys. Well, I mean, thank you. Um, I'm going to throw this back to Becky because your your world and how you express yourself is different, of course. And then I'm going to throw you a challenge question. So, so challenge question. However that fucking works. I'm going to have to limbo under all these. No, yeah, no, limbo and do your thing. But so, so Becky, one is... You want is, a beer um, too or not? Uh, no, you can grab me a beer, 100%. All right. Uh, Becky, so uh, one, one, one thing is, um, you you had a you had a way different job, right? And you 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 work you work very hard, and you do everything that you do, and uh, you know we're we're lucky we're a family where we can actually pick up each other's kids and can yes. fuck around and have a good time, and I love that, and that's one of my favorite parts. Oh, thank you, sir. One of my favorite parts of of of, of the world we live in, but. You're also 
when Trey travels, you're alone. And I'm not a highlight on you being alone as much as a highlight of like. She's alone with the big chest, by the way. <laughs> I own many guns. I own many guns. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not that. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm more, I'm more of the thing of just like, like Becky or Tell. I mean, in this crazy world of random people just standing. I mean, sometimes, and I don't know if you see it or not, right? Like, sometimes it's like, I'll be on five. And I'm, and I'm at his house at five uh, four fifty. You know, opening your I've opened More your like garage door. Like I've opened your garage door. I've dubbed dub done this. And you're already home. And my wife texts me and she's like, you know, Becky's home alone. And I'm just like, No, when Trey invited me. And he's 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 um two minutes early and in, in my mind he's five minutes late. So, you know, honey, how I work. Text Becky and let her know it's just, it's the robot. You know, but it's it's one of those weird things where I just, I talk about all that to be like, emotionally, not the husband-wife part, the kid part, the teacher part. And we'll get back to the movie and we'll close out with the movie, but seriously, the the mom part, the teacher part. How do you manage it? How do you do it? I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, you do it well, <laughs> but how do you do it? I mean, when you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You wake up in the morning, you get so much energy that's just like, boom, when it explodes. Really. But most importantly, it's just like, you got to hear about the unfortunates that happen with with the students, you mean? Yeah, yeah, and and, and then you got to go dealing with that is on top of my own life. Yeah, and then I, I wonder, I'm like, again, I'm gonna juice up the class. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Or 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 are you the the person that goes? I believe a hundred percent are anomalies. And I believe in a hundred percent of the fact that if any one of these kids know I love them, I win. I, I mean, I could probably answer that for her a little bit because go go uh, try. All right, so you know, Becky, you, you're, you're trying to ask her a question that is so natural to her because she really doesn't think about it. She's go 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 go, and most of the kids that she teaches call her mom, which is scary because they have their own moms. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it's, she takes in a lot because she's a teacher and a mom and everything else. And she takes that in stride, which is, you know, it's amazing because I think a lot of teachers do this. I don't think it's necessarily unique to Becky. I think it's a teacher is a mom, is a, you know, to her kids and also probably to her own kids. And it's just a natural thing that we take for granted because it's a, it, it takes a special person to be able to do that. And she does it. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll let you chime in. And I mean, that's something I'm most respect. Like, I just do it over and pierce my eyes a little bit, but I call you Miss Becky for a reason. I really do. I mean, I, honestly, I really do. I call you Miss Becky for a reason. 
Because you respect me. You're not a neighbor. You're not a mom. You're a fucking teacher. That's something that's different. It really is. And it means so much to me that my kid gets to know a teacher. It's just, it's a big, it's a, it's a crazy thing. But it's like, kind of, I mean, like, listen, I joke around. Like, oh, let's, it's late. Trey and I are drinking. And we're crazy. And we're in the front yard. We're yelling. You come down. Like, Miss <laughs> Becky showed up. Miss Becky shows up. I swear, <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. it is a thing. It, but for me personally, like, it's a thing. It's like, it's, it's such a respect thing because it is a Miss Becky thing. It's a very big respect thing for me. So, sorry to digress, but... but. Well, I'm going to say that, you know, the loudest thing in our neighborhood is not Jason's dog, but it's very, very loud. <laughs> it's Jason. Jason is the loudest thing in our neighborhood. He has no volume, except for high. And so, basically... You know, to see him in this situation is kind of, you know, weird because I think I've made you cry like five times. <laughs> oh, at least. Yeah, no, you have. Yeah, 100%. He's a sensitive guy. I am. And I believe Miss Becky. So, yeah. So, that's. Oh. I, no. still, I still remember when I had to come down and tell you guys to be quiet. As soon as you it was only me, three o'clock. The chair was There's no reason for it. it You're like, I'm going home, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, why would you tell us to be quiet at 3 o'clock in the morning? It makes I mean, no sense. really. Like, no there's sense. There's no sleeping child. Trey, and we were trying to talk about things. Lunches. It was only a Thursday. Come on. Wait, wait, come it, on. Sorry. It was Friday morning then. So, I mean, come on. It was Friday morning. Yeah, but well, you knew I had basketball. I mean, come on. Her, his wife or you? No, my no, wife was out of town not. for sure if I was out that <laughs> if way. If you were out that way, your wife was not home. You're right. So, so let me tell you. So what was I going to say about you, Becky, that before I got distracted from crying? You were talking about me as a teacher? Yeah. And I, just, think... I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess the whole thing is like, <sighs> frat, everything else. Now, fraternity. Fraternity, sorry. Now, fraternity and everything else. Back is up. Back take it that, up. Take take fraternity. Fraternity. life. Just like you take the cunt out of your country <laughs> and you call it fraternity. Keep going. But no, in all of that, um, it's 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 a it's a weird world where, that we live in, right? Where in everything that goes on, at the end of the day, the good, the bad, the indifferent, Becky. You get to see the kids the next day. You can give them the yeah. best advice in the world. Let's say they just, you know what? The rest of the world didn't cooperate. <laughs> Still great advice. But guess what? It doesn't matter because worse is that you get the brunt of everything you say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two things. And I say this, and I'll, I'm going to say one more thing. And I'll just two things. And I'm like, I said, I'm sure there's expanding on for two things. But the uh, Mills Elementary principal, she called me and she goes, Jason, uh, you, you've uh, done seven complaints. I'm like, yep. And she goes, what's your purpose of the complaints? And I'm like, if you want to know why you don't like these kids or why these kids are rude, it's because their parents are fucking assholes. And she's like, 
you know what, Jason? I don't like that language. I don't. Da, 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 da. I'm like, it's not me. Listen, you wonder why you have problems with kids. Their parents are assholes. They park in handicapped spots and tell me to shut the fuck up. And I text the, the them and you're like, well, I didn't catch him doing it. I'm like, well, I did. It's on the thing. Blah, blah, blah. It's not kids. I mean, some of it is kids. It's parents. You get a see the mix of me trying to raise my kid, you raising your kids, our neighbors raising their kids, the kids thrown in front of you. Becky. <laughs> Lots of kids. Lots of kids. Lots of kids in different economic, they're, they're different across the board, right? Oh, yeah. Lots of kids. 170, 80 kids, right? Becky, what do we, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. Yeah, what do we what do? What does society do? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not smart enough to do. You know. What do we do, Becky? You're going to be on this podcast for 10 minutes to say hello. I, and I now you've been on for almost two hours. <laughs> so what do we do? God, I have to go with the phrase that takes a village. Oh, All right. No. I, I'm sorry. I have to. Your <laughs> husband loves Hillary Clinton, so this is very I'm harmonious. So, I'm so sorry, um, there, I have kids that I've taught kids that were at the very low of the low, like they were homeless, their parents were in prison, like all of that. Okay. Okay. And then I go to another school and I have kids that are well off. They want for nothing. But then I have some that are mixed in that kind of need more parenting. Um, I think one of the things that I've always done when I taught was treated kids the way I wanted to be treated when I was their age or how I would want a teacher to respond to my child. Even though I didn't have kids when I first started teaching, but I think part of it is, you know, the kids for some reason are more responsive to somebody that's they don't have to go home to every night, I guess. Okay. And at, granted, I learn a lot more than I want to about some of these kids. I think they just want somebody to listen to them and treat them like they're humans. Some of them don't act the greatest, but those are the ones that probably need the most attention and the most help. And I think that's been a hard lesson for me to learn. Is that they're not acting like turds just because they don't like me. It's because something else is going on in their life. And I can help with some of that. And some of that I have to be like, you know what? That is not my job to take care of that. Yeah, she she brings a lot of that back home a lot of times. But not as much as I used to. I no, mean, I'm true. way better than I used to yeah. be. Trey, in a different world where you, where you give so differently. I mean, honestly, like I mean, this is where I mean, this is this you guys emotionally in your work give differently. Mm -hmm. How? And, and listen, you can just say, Jason, cut the mic, we're done. How do you connect emotionally with your wife when you give and receive in such paradoxes? Oh, that's a 
really good question. I would say it's not because I'm <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker, yeah, you motherfucker. You know what? I, I would. I would tell you know what? You were gonna stop the movie. No, no, no. I, I would tell you that it's just two different worlds. She lives in two different worlds. She has the, the being the the mom and the and the wife of, of me, and so there's that part, and then there's the teacher part, and then you know I think you you're, you're kind of going back to your original or not original but earlier question, which is about marriage. Is this yeah. you have to completely separate that? Otherwise, if you bring your work back to home with you. It's but Trey, 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 honestly, like, like, listen, the reason I bring up marriage, and I love that you guys, you guys are married for, for as long as you've been married, 17, almost 17 years, understand, this whole movie's about marriage. This marriage? is, this movie is yeah. about, the full of the, like, listen, we are together in college, but if, we, if we're not going out, outside of college together, we failed. This movie is marriage. This whole thing of old school, the reason why I wanted your wife here, the reason why I love your wife so much, this is about marriage. This is the whole thing. This there's there's never been a better movie about marriage and the why marriage should last as long as it does than old school. There's never been a better movie about marriage. I would tell you that that, that, that there's a lot of truth to that, but I would also say that there's this part about men. Men tend to, to be like, hey, we want to be free. We want to be able to do this, do that. And the whole point in this is this kind of a, you know, contradictory to what's going on here because you have half the guys who want to be married and half the guys who don't know how to be married. And it's 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 a big deal because I think that men tend to, to want to be you know, like, hey, let's have fun. Let's do this. Let's do all that stuff. But you have a couple guys in here. Frank the Tank is probably the one. It's really the central character, I think, in this whole movie, really, when it comes down to it. Because he is, he wants to be married so bad. And the thing is, is that he's not a good guy to be married. He doesn't understand when it comes to give and takes and everything else that goes along with that. And I think that if anything, that's what what you're talking about when being being married is really this guy that we're looking at right now in his underwear, is a guy who just is trying to figure out how to be a guy, how at the same time as being a husband, and it's a very tough thing to do. I think that most husbands have a hard time. I have a hard time with that, as far as just trying to be. Hey, I want to have fun. I want to hang out with my friends, and then yet. He wants to be married. Becky? Yes. <laughs> the juxta the, the the I think I think the hardest part, and you you fillet this as you will. As a as a mom and a wife. This is great. I love the idea of Thursday or Friday, I know I'm going to have a beer with Trey. I love the idea. Here's the weird thing, right? Because you and my wife are not as symbiotic as Trey and I are. Right. So I can love the idea of this, and there's no consequence to me. Like, Trey can love the idea of, and there's no consequence, like, 
because you and my wife do not talk the way Trey and I talk, can we not just honestly agree the fact that, like, oh, yeah, no, these two men created a, 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 a communication lapse that allows them to feel like, like, I just don't have no one to hang out with and look at my numbers and here they are. And someone goes, yeah, I agree. And it's me agreeing. And then Trey's like, oh, I agree too. And they're like, you guys, we're here for you. And we go, ladies, this is not the time to run through our fertile grounds of where we're just trying to be better men. I mean, Becky, Becky, no, 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 but, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> Becky put her arm up and went, I almost washed it back until he came with, no, yeah, that's accurate. There's a lot of accuracy there. What do we do? Becky. Jason. Jason. What do we do? You as a mom, what do we do with uh, a train? Might we do with us as dads, and then kids as kids? What do we do? What do I do with you as dads and kids as kids? And kids as kids. Kids, well, kids. Like, what do we do? Really, we're talking about the same thing. Yes. Yeah. What I mean, do we do? We're like big kids. We're. I'm. I'm like the most. What I always say. I'm the most immature forty-eight-year-old you know. Really. She's gonna kill you and get a new listen. Like you know, I'm sorry. She's been texting me, going, "What's your favorite Dateline? What What's the Dateline where someone got away with something?" We just had our 20 year anniversary of being together. Was it 20? No, her math is horrible. We we were. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. I mean, we met. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) it was our forty-fifth anniversary of knowing each other. Stop it! Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not doing the podcast based on you guys not knowing how we've been married. Math is just not good with my daughter. Actually, my oldest daughter probably. but, you love me anyway. Oh my gosh, the math is bad. I'm not lying. I can't English even talk about paper and I get, I get, every single time, she's an English teacher. Stop, don't talk about that. Every single time I say something, I get corrected. Oh. Every single time I write something, I get corrected. But math, somehow it gets forgiven because she forgiven. doesn't understand math. Well, Trey, listen, as a flat earth person, and I know we agree on this. No, flat earth. You're the flat earth guy, right? <laughs> don't say Trey is a flat earth because everybody's going to think I'm the guy. You know, this earth is round. You can't go one place. Tell and that Trey, Trey, the same place Trey, Trey. How do you know the earth is round? Well, because. Uh, Why? No, just give me one piece of evidence from you that says the earth is round. Because we have a sun and the moon, they show up at different times. Same side of the moon shows up every time. No, it doesn't because yes, we have it different does. seasons. No, yes. the, actually, the moon does not orbit. That's actually your wife will just she's going to check you real quick. Go, honey, honey, not the argument you want to you want to okay, put I'm the talking about the sun when I'm talking about here, but but I, no, I, the moon does not orbit because if if Christopher Columbus decided to go and it was flat, 
He'd be falling off the earth. That's not true. Look at it like a record player. You go round and round, sir. That's a moronic. You go round and round. (laughs) Round and round. Look at at his his life's like, listen, I don't know where Jason's going, but I'd like you to plug. Flat earthers are just morons. I'm just telling you right now, there's no way you can tell me that this is is not going to happen. This is the, you know, you can debate it all you want and come up with all these, you know, circular. I am a record player, round and round type of thing, but the whole point is they're morons. Yes, you, flat earthers, morons. Trey, they're packing it up. They're getting ready. They're shutting it all down. You've already told them all our, our, every one of our Saudi Arabia flat earth listeners are just like, oh. So Saudi Arabia guys are flat earthers? I never knew that. But go ahead, go ahead. They're moving. No, so they're moving. Now the fraternity. Trey. Thank you for saying fraternity instead of frat. You're welcome. Yeah, you're awesome. Trey. And you got big boobs. Right? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, sexuality here is so <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> um, here's my thing. Oh, Trey, when you, when you moved out the first time. Out here? United States? No, I don't know. This young man right here. I'm just trying to figure out the fraternity young man. And the young woman was like, have you tried Michigan? It's amazing. <laughs> Trey, I know you made, not made, you just, you forced, you, you coerced an Austin family. Mm-hmm. Why? Ooh. Why? How to coerce it or how to No, why did you do it? Why are why is why are we all here, Trey? Well, I can tell you, because I uh, I mean I was born in Belgium. I was a young kid. I moved around a lot. By my sophomore year in high school, I had been in eight different schools. And so you fast forward to Trey now, you know, yes, I moved still after, even after you know college. But the thing is, is I wanted my kids, and I wanted to sit in one place at one, you know, from like, I wanted my kids to be here from uh, grade school all the way through, you know, high school. And that's a big thing for me because it, you know, though I moved a lot of different places and, and, and learned to meet people and all that, that was all great, but I missed being in one place at all time. So when I met Becky, you know, she was living in northern Indiana, and uh, we decided, hey, we're going to bring her all the way back here, and, you know, she agreed. Oh, it's in the movie here, so. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Go. Let's so, go. you know, she she came back here, and I said, I don't want to move. And she didn't want to move, and uh, we just decided we we're going to make the, the whole thing here. So, I would tell you the reason we're here is because I just don't want to have my kids have different, you know, you know, different schools and different all that stuff. So I, it's more, you know, maybe based on my life than theirs. But I think it's a good thing to be able to know somebody from the time that they were in kindergarten all the way up through high school. Becky, thank you. What um, you've uh, you've lived all around the world. No. No. Indiana here. 
Indiana here. Now, call I mean, Indiana does feel like it's on the other side. She's been in two different states. She's worth it. You've been to Mexico, Becky. Don't <laughs> let them bastardize your travels, young lady. <laughs> Becky, uh, what do you um? When you look at the world, what do you go? Damn. I want my girls to go here. Like, where's the one place you definitely want your girls to travel before they, you know, what do you think? Definitely not Ecuador. Definitely not Ecuador. This is a, you know, <laughs> Which, by the way, by the way, so now I'm not is a, a blind one. bird habitatory punk band cover. Definitely not Ecuador. Did you know Ecuador is the only is so country dumb. in South America that the national language is English? Wow. Well, yeah. That's all of the, that's hey, the reason hey, right there. We hey. should take the whole family and go on. Hey, I've got an idea. Absolutely. I can, I can at least speak the language. Welcome to Ecuador. I, I feel welcome. Of course you do. Everyone speaks your language. We're a cult. <laughs> what if we have to poop? Welcome to Ecuador. I can we ask all speak the, your language. Hey, where's the bathroom? Okay, there it is. Welcome to Ecuador. We <laughs> all speak your language. It's that Donde Esta. Oh, yeah. No, wrong one. Donde Esta. Hey, guys, I'm so sorry, man. Oh, I'm man. so sorry. I just got off the plane. Uh, I just want to go and grab a beer. Maybe a little, 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 a chupa chacabra. Hey, guys, where do I go? Welcome to Ecuador. We speak English. <laughs> Is that going to happen Horrible. all at once? Oh, so, so let me ask you the question. Is it is it one place I want my girls to go or one place I think they have to go? Gotta go. They've got to go. I want them go to go ahead. to Belgium. Belgium, really? I just, I wanted to see where What's, their dad grew yeah. up. Well, I mean, listen, everyone likes a Nazi. No, Nazis from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Belgium is very not Nazi. How is Belgium very not Nazi? Because there were no Nazis that were out of Belgium, they overtook Belgium. <laughs> there are no Nazis in Belgium, so therefore Belgium's no Nazi. So no Nazi Belgium. It's like you know, there's some people from Cuba and they came to the United States. Yeah, they're not Cuban. If they're born in the United States, they're both born. They're Jason Cuban born in Cuba, and they've killed a president. His name was JFK, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay, Becky no. started laughing. Lord, Becky, legitimately, hold on, hold on, hard pause. <laughs> legitimately, Becky knew where I was going and started laughing before I actually built the Lego set. It's almost like I Who knew you. the Cubans killed Jake. Hey, what the hell? No, he said Jason Bourne, not Cuban. Oh. That's a hundred percent fact. <laughs> and Becky was like, "Jason Bourne or not, I'll let you know right three, now." Pow pow! <laughs> that motherfucker's <laughs> dead. Get my math <laughs> Becky was like, "Listen, I've done algebra. Those Cubans can't do math because from the <laughs> homeland, I've got a guilty person, and his name is Juan Picard." <laughs> the third. Becky, roll with it. The guy from like Star Trek. Becky, roll with it. I'm sorry, Jason. 
Juan Picard killed JFK. I never knew that was going to happen, but the he did it. Third, first of all, bastard. first of all, you insensitive son of a bitch. It's the third. Yeah. Juan Picard the third. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> so you know what's funny is one in one. The, it sounds the, like there's three ones in the Picard. Here's the worst part about JFK. this. His Becky was like, yeah, I'll do five minutes, and then Morgan needs a snuggle, buddy. Yeah, what's funny was that Becky, Becky with a big boob said she's going to be here for five minutes, and she was there the whole time. <laughs> big boob Becky was like, if you misappropriate one areola, we got problems. <laughs> one areola? We got problems. We got big problems. So I suggest you mind your P's and Q's. Maybe this... Maybe this Christmas Eve, you don't bring 12 bottles of champagne, you motherfucker, because I'll stab you in the leg. Yeah, especially if you think my in laws are going to spend the whole Christmas Day here, you mind your goddamn P's and Q's. All right? And I've got a better idea. You spray and wash your mouth with citric acid, and I hope you. Die a slow death. Listen, Jason, I understand where you're at. You want champagne, you want buddies, and good for you. But guess who doesn't want to drive people home at 7 p.m. on a Christmas Eve on a night when old St. Nick's already dropped everyone off and he's already done his deeds? And guess what I get? Not Uber. It's it's uh, Becky. Crickets! Goddamn crickets! You know why? Crickets are just crickets. You know, I know, I know the movie's over, but can I, yeah. can I tell you my my funniest, I think, story about being in a fraternity? Okay. Oh, I'm this is out. good. Checking She's checking out what? I'm, I'm going. You're I made leaving? a promise to our daughter. Think yeah, like two hours ago. Our, our daughter's <laughs> had a rough day, so I'm... Okay, all right. Remember? So, so um, okay. All right, thanks for being part of the group. Thank you, Becky. Yeah. So when you walk by, I'm gonna have to ask for a high five. It's fine. Okay, so so I mean, so, I mean I'm a fan. It's whatever. So, so we hear this guy. Yeah. And he, I'm just a fan. It's fine. Whatever. If you want to give a high five. Oh, that was horrible! <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like two inches from your hand. I didn't even catch it. Yeah, nobody can hear. So I'm not an athlete either. Alright, so Jason, so the funniest story I have is that you know, this is kind of puts down the, you know, in my opinion, this is kind of, you know, makes what a fraternity is about is you have a bunch of guys that are together and you, it's always a competition. It's always kind of trying to figure each other out. But we had this guy in our, our uh, fraternity. His name was Bob. Okay. Okay. And Bob had a moped. And what happened was is that Bob thought his moped was the shit. And we started making fun of Bob. And all of a sudden, I said, you know what? I bet you I can outrun your moped. That's how bad your moped is. So we, we took his moped and we bit yeah, it's about 100 yards from the fraternity house. And we said, okay, so here's the deal. I bet you I can beat you from a start. At 100 yards back to the attorney house with this Did you win? I did. But what happened was everybody else was watching outside, so this turned into a drinking game. No. It did. And so what happened was we, we started this this uh, 
competition called Beat the Bike, right? So Beat the Bike basically means if you did not beat the bike, you had to down a whole can of beer. And if you couldn't, you had to do it, and then you had to go back to the start. So what it, what it came down was is that half the guys could do it, half the guys couldn't, but the guys who couldn't got drunk. And the other guys who didn't got drunk watching them. And it was just a funny situation because we were all about this bike and if you could beat it or not because it was humility if you couldn't do it. And Eric Hansen, if you're listening today, you did not beat the bike. So he got drunk. So what I'm saying is that it, it, all these little funny stories happen, but fraternities are about funny stories. It's not about you know, hazing people like you hear in the news and all that kind of stuff, but it's about brotherhood, and most of my friends today are all the guys that I went to college with. And that's why I like this movie so much, because we all miss that life. We wish we could go back to that life, even while being married. So, Trey, real quick, before we close out, and I gotta, I gotta do my sign-off, but... um. I think one of the most interesting things you you brought up, and I I'll just I'll just try to cut it back, and then you you elaborate, please. But it's like there's this thing where it's like, man, this part's bad, this part's bad. The, the, these people are bad. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this. For fraternities aren't bad. They're not sure, misunderstood. Yeah. Sure. Bad no, and I would I'd argue and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd argue like, oh, well. hey man, I think we we can all look back on ourselves twenty years from from ago and twenty years to go, we we could all be better. But in that, in that, I think we'd all agree on this. If you think for a moment in time. But there's a special little world you get to walk into, and everyone's just like, you know, it's all, it's all, powder puff, and no one, no one's feelings get hurt. Nothing ever happens. I'm gonna say no. However, if you walk into a world where the air might get sucked out of the wind, and then boom, the home run is hit. But more importantly, you felt honesty for the first time. And you might not have liked it, but you felt a little touch of honesty. I would say this. You didn't stumble into some weird world. You stumbled into what everyone else wants you to talk about, what everyone else wants you to feel, what everyone else wants you to be. Man, I love where I live. You know I love where I live? Because I can't record 24-7 what happens. And what happens and what I love and where I live is this. You never have to worry about where someone sits. For the people that want the, the men or the women that don't love, pick your ethnic minority. Go ahead. For you that don't want them, guess what? They get to go into secret. And guess what? They get to promote in secret. Give them a platform. 
Let them run. Let them spout off what they have to and beat them with knowledge. Go after it. Get it. Go, 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 go. What you don't understand is the fact that every time you take someone you don't like and you push them underground, you create an underground thing. You just do. Now, on the lighter side of things, everyone who was against, you know, who's, who's adulterated by whatever it may be, pump your brakes real quick. Just do. Don't hold people accountable for something that happened a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. A. B. Do not, in any way, shape, or form, as people rebuild what they went through. You have an option, right? You do. You have an option. You can go, oh, I'm going to hate that. Or you're like, hey, why? And ask a question. Why are you living this? What's going on? What made you feel this way? The thing we're missing, and I'm going to close out with this, and then my kid's going to sing about the first time she took a ship. We are throwing to our congressional leaders, and then Trey, I'm actually going to put this to you, and then we're going to close up. <laughs> we are throwing to our, our congressional leaders. We're throwing to people right and left. We're just saying, hey, hold on, I'm just sick of it. I don't know what to do. But what no one asks, what no one says, what no one does, it's never going to go, you know what? That's not a big America problem. Our House and our Senate are big America problems. Transgender bed bathrooms at less than 1% of our population, I'm not saying ignore them. I'm saying this is a little person problem. As a culture, as a community, as a group, we need to do better. We need to be better people. We need to go after this as a better group. We need to be better. We do. We do not need our people who pave our roads, who fight our military, diving down into less than 0.1% of our population. We don't. That does not mean they're not important. What that means is, is that that level of bureaucracy should not be diluted to that because then it becomes inconsequential. What it means is, is that we need to do a better job of however we embrace you. So Trey, in this world and where we're at, I argue that our government is too focused on the one percenters, whether it's the rich or the, um, I only have one, one leg and one nostril and one ear, whatever it may be. Like the government is focused too much on the one percent, just trying to be like, look how, look how important I am. Look how much I love everyone else versus not being focused on uh, the growth of the country. Does that make sense? The proactivity. The proactivity, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what do you in the world you live in it's like productivity it's just like how frustrated do you get frustrated do you get when you're like hey you guys if you would focus a little bit less on left-handed people who jerk off in right-handed societies i think we could probably get i don't know get a lot more shit done well either way just get a lot more shit done right or other side okay yeah so okay so i would tell you that your first question i agree i would tell you that when it comes to transgender I'm going to lean towards being conservative, but I really don't care when it comes down to that situation. If I have to pee next to a guy who looks like a girl, that's fine. And I would hope that uh, the same thing for the women out there. But isn't that also why we got stalls? Right? Like, uh, listen, I walk into a men's restroom with my daughter. I never think about transgender or anything else. I think about, is there a stall here so my kid can, like, you know, piss in comfort because I'm a dad? Because I can't walk into the women's restroom with her. So I have to take her into mine. Does that make sense? I would tell you that it doesn't bother me one bit. I think it comes down to accepting people. I would tell you that it comes down to, you know, being respectful and you know if I have a different opinion than you do I just hope you accept it because it's my opinion and vice versa I don't sit there and and judge people on their opinion because they might have a whole different perspective but I would tell you when it comes to to what you're talking about I'm just sick and tired of people not agreeing and then not wanting to deal with the other side because they don't agree because it doesn't do anything it doesn't do any good it's just never gonna move i think that people need to start looking at things and moving forward and actually having a legitimate you know thought when it comes down to that there might be somebody else that has a different opinion than me and it shouldn't stall my opinion or anything else. I just want to make sure that people get together and they love each other and they move forward in a proactive way because they're not doing it. Not just in our country, it's all over the world. And it comes down to that. So I would just tell you that the best thing that ever happened is just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean that you can't work towards something that you do agree with. And I'll say... One of my favorite things is disagreeing with you. Yes, and you're wrong. I, I usually am. <laughs> and I love texting you in the morning like with the emojis. <laughs> like, that's ah, probably wrong. That's ah, probably wrong. Yeah, probably wrong. Everybody has to understand that I give Jason so much shit because <laughs> I tell him he's wrong and he just keeps talking. keeps talking. I think his, uh, his whole point is whoever stops talking last wins. And I never give him that satisfaction. And folks, with that, now comes your favorite time of the podcast. You guys Dre love it. Finishes us up, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna finish.